0: BizTech's Enterprise Technology Show. Now, our guest for today is Don Howran. He's the president and chief operating officer right. of Altech Inc. Now, a business solutions provider. Now, to tell us more about Altech Inc., welcome to the show, Don.
1: Hey, Brian. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here.
0: Now, Don, could you start by giving us an overview of Altech and its history?
1: Yeah, you bet, Brian. So, so um uh, starting on our third decade of, of helping organizations really become a more efficient business, streamlining their operations, uh, taking the friction out of the business so that they can operate in a more efficient and a more streamlined manner. And it's, uh, it's been an outstanding journey for us. Uh, we've grown uh, over the years, and it's an exciting opportunity for us to be in the Singapore market. And uh, it's exciting to be here with you today.
0: So you, and and you've just entered the Singapore market, right? That's your 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 starting point for Asia. What does your footprint look like?
1: Yeah, so we you know we uh, we wanted to come to this part of the uh, of the market and particularly start in Singapore because of the the technology foundation and our partnership uh, with uh, our parent company Beyond Limits and Oak Consulting. Um, they have a very strong local reputation as an as an IT and an innovative. Uh, organization and so we thought that would be a great way for us to have a smoother market entrance strategy as as we take our first step into Asia.
0: Now you were just acquired by Beyond Limits earlier this year. What was the catalyst for that 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 acquisition, and what are the synergies around the acquisition?
1: Yeah, so it's a really interesting story, Brian. I know that you you've spent some time looking into Beyond Limits and know about the uh, the enterprise class artificial intelligence. Uh, approach that they bring to the marketplace, you know, they they have a, a very innovative approach using what they call cognitive or hybrid AI, which is essentially the opportunity to inject knowledge into traditional AI data science. So traditional neural networks will be, you know, churning through large volumes of data looking for patterns and anomalies and those kind of things. But if it runs across something it doesn't understand, it might just stop. And so what was pioneered at at Beyond Limits was the ability to inject or encode, if you will, knowledge into that data science. And if if it encounters something it doesn't understand, it will then go, well, hold on for a second. Let me give you some recommendations. Let me create an audit trail about how I came up with these ideas. And then more importantly, it will turn the next decision or the next step in that process over to a human and not let a machine make a decision. So a lot of this is in heavy asset intensive environments where there's a lot of sensor technology and a lot of machine driven data. And there was, a, it was sort of a, a class of data, if you will, that's being, that, that hasn't been maybe necessarily incorporated. And what you'll learn more about with our applicate with our solution, DocLink, is that we become a central repository for business data, financial information, contract information, revenue information, invoice information. Now, when you start to incorporate that kind of data into that sort of data science, you start to get a whole nother perspective about what outcomes can look like. If you're looking at maintenance and repairs on, on, on large industries and they're that, that equipment, you might want to be able to pull contract information and maintenance information that could be stored somewhere else. So it's really a part of a global strategy that's bringing... Uh, different classes of data together to make smarter and more informed decisions.
0: Okay, Don, I want to zoom in on DocLink, then, so that yep. I think the audience can understand how everything sort of stitches together. Tell us yep. about DocLink and how that helps companies manage their data and documents better. Yeah, you know what? Really, you know, when we were talking
1: just before the uh, before the show, you talked about a couple of years ago. You know, boardrooms witnessed a panic when the global pandemic hit and became a real thing, you know, it it, it fundamentally has changed the landscape of business and how we work, right? I mean, today's market is now a combination of a mobile workforce or a hybrid workforce. People are in and out. They're traveling more now. And one thing that this market condition is exposed is that everyone needs more reliable access to information regardless of where they are. They need to be able to access content, move content through a workflow, make decisions, approve things, regardless of where they sit. And, you know, the business ecosystem changed. You know, my customers and suppliers now wanna have a digital conversation with me. Everything is moving towards this digital transformation and we're seeing it in Singapore, like like nowhere else in the world, particularly in the SME space. So when you have this digital transformation that's being driven, you've got to respond to become competitive. Organizations have to respond or they're going to atrophy on the vine. And, you know, in in our business, it's sometimes casually referred to as document management. But we think the issue is bigger than that. It's almost like looking in an iceberg and seeing the tip, and that's 10% above the waterline. The fact of the matter is you don't really have a document problem. You've got what we like to call as an information flow problem. It's harnessing information and managing the life cycle of that content as it moves through your organization, because not all your business content is generated internally. It comes from outside the business, from suppliers and customers and special document content. So you really need to have a centralized place where you can synthesize all this data together and be able to generate meaningful workflows and move that content through your organization so people can make smarter and more informed business decisions. So this workflow engine that is around this this content engine allows you to streamline information so it's it creates touchless experiences for people. So we can ingest content into the organization. We can look at that content and say based on the the vendor, the invoice, the dollar amount, any number of things, we can initiate workflows and drive that content to the right person. So we help financial offices inside of an organization streamline the business so they can do more with less. And that's really at the heart of what we do is allow organizations to have greater access, visibility, and control over this information flow that in some instances is really you know, overrunning companies because they can't manage the the volume and the veracity of the
0: data that they're trying to consume. Okay, but John, so if you just look at it from a surface uh, perspective, some of this obviously either has to supplement or complement or supplement, in fact, take over some of the ERP solution functions. How do you stitch that together?
1: Yeah, and, and and we we work very closely with the ERP community because the reality is is that the ERP framework is a terrible place to store your business content and documents because you tend to have to store it you know at a transaction or at a record level. Correct. So what we what we do is sit adjacent to the ERP and we have a very tight integration using a lot of a lot of their master information like customer information, invoice in, uh, or vendor information inventory uh, information and then as doc as content comes in we uh store that data external to the erp system but connect through metadata to keep everything in sync Uh uh-huh and so so the beauty about it is when you for example more one of the more classic use cases is an organization will push out a like a purchase requisition or a purchase order well we'll grab that that information stream and store it and then when When things start coming into the warehouse, wherever those warehouses might be, and they start receiving those items, we'll pick up that content and start doing the receiving and scanning that information in. And so when there's discrepancies uh, about what was received, we'll manage all that complicated accounting stuff outside of the ERP and then just move all the content through. So we we work very closely with the ERP, but we don't commingle all that content inside the
0: ERP framework. That's interesting. Now... Could you give us some insights into the industries that you focus on uh, with your solutions?
1: Yeah, and and this is one of the reasons we're so excited to be, uh, you know, starting out in Singapore and moving out into Malaysia and Indonesia and other markets is manufacturing and distribution companies, financial services companies, uh, healthcare companies, anywhere there's a lot of document content. You know, we, I, I always say whenever human beings interface with documents, bad things tend to happen, right? We lose it, we miscode it, we forget about it, we miss that payment deadline and hence the discount. So anywhere there's large volumes of paper being moved around, that's a good place for us. And so some of the early discussions we've had with customers in the Singapore marketplace uh, is that they are uh, contract manufacturers, for example, for large brands around the world. And they're bringing goods and service goods in from all over the place. And they have to quickly go through a manufacturing and distribution cycle. And so we help them move that content, that information flow that's coming in from multiple places, including the ERP system, and help them have a very streamlined process to consume that uh, into their their, uh, information flow and then out to customers and suppliers.
0: Now, Don, could you share some customer insights and customer stories of how customers have really benefited from implementing DocLink?
1: Yeah, we we have we had a really good uh, one of our customers is a is a, a customs broker. In fact, they inbound you know and, and uh, inbound goods and services. And during the pandemic, one of the advantages of our application is to be able to work in a mobile environment. So while everybody was stripped out of the office. Um, and they were able to inbound goods and services and very specialized documents that came in for those goods that were being received uh, into customs and being able to manage those custom documents with receiving documents and invoice documents match them all together and move them through uh, through the customs environment and and into the into their local markets so those kinds of things just couldn't have been done in the past uh, with the different kind of document content so you know, where we see a big advantage, Brian, is in that whole purchasing and AP automation side of the business. We've seen customers, you know, automate that process and essentially liberate a lot of time where people are doing manually matching or trying to find find receipts and invoices. And they can cut significant time out of that operational process, improve the efficiency, and cut down uh, that whole process uh, it dramatically dramatically because of the ability to automate those things.
0: Now, Don, you mentioned SMEs just now. And in in a lot of ways, many SMEs outside of Singapore in particular, Singapore probably is ahead of the curve in the region, but many SMEs in the region are in many ways still laggards in terms of digital transformations. They're really at the start of their digital transformation journey. They're they're probably doing their first sort of... uh, 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 some of them, it's their websites, their, their their first e-commerce stores, some basic accounting that 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 basically has been uh, uh, implemented. Um, in your opinion, what are the key opportunities here for SMEs as they embark on their journey, especially using your solutions.
1: Yeah, and we've seen this over the you know particularly over the last several years as organizations have started to take their legacy systems and their on-prem systems and move into, you know, cloud ERP environments, for example, and other business systems that they're moving to the cloud. You know, the, the, this is such an interesting discussion, Brian, because it's really, it's a journey, not a destination. It's, it's one foot. Take that first step, pick a process, pick an application, pick a requirement and, and figure out the way to have that business impact on the organization Uh, And start slowly and take one step at a time. And I think that's the thing sometimes is is that, uh, you know, this may not be the greatest analogy in the world, but you're trying to swallow the
0: whole watermelon at once instead of taking one bite at a time. And you know, Don, I agree with you and I'll tell you why. I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, went to an SME that's in small manufacturing. They're still running on a DOS-based manufacturing solution which wow. works obviously perfectly fine. It's very stable. And the smart thing would be, as you just pointed out, for them to just kind of leave everything as it is for now, but manage the mountains of paper that they actually have because yeah. of their current workflows. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, Brian, I was out I was out at a, a healthcare customer not too long ago, uh, just, you know, just meeting in the field, meeting one of the customers, and he was talking about how they... They streamlined their accounts payable process. They automated that entire process. They were able to take advantage of discounts. They were able to liberate a lot more manual time and motion from out of the staff and were able to go do more higher value added tasks for the organization. Then they automated their expense, you know, an expense report is is a, is, a, is a disbursement to an employee versus a vendor, right? So they managed that process. And then and this was a healthcare company uh, and they had to keep. They had a, they, they were they were not allowed to destroy these healthcare records they had to keep them forever and he said one day we were walking by the office by a couple of offices and there was just mounds of records in there and they looked at that and said why are we doing that why don't we why don't we ingest all this content and store it electronically so they <laughs> they 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 freed up two to three different office spaces that they could actually put people in and about a week after they they put all that information into the system the state called because someone had made a, a medical claim from like 25 years ago, and they were able to just very quickly, you know, because of the full text search capabilities, just put in that person's name information, you know, you know, and and the uh, and the information popped right back up. They were to supply that medical record, and they said there's no way they would have been able to do that in the past. So having all your content digitized in one place. And have it connected. And that's a really important thing that we provide to organization is connecting external content with internal content. You know, and back to those manufacturers and distributors. You know, you could be uh, building a widget that has a specific, you know, lot or serial tracking number, and that may come in from the outside, uh, from the from the goods you receive. There could be a material data safety sheet that needs to get attached to that and follow that content all the way through. So there's there's all sorts of External content that gets consumed inside of a business that we store and connect to their financial data and keep all that content together, and that's a huge issue. You know, it, there's a study that shows that uh, it costs twenty dollars to just go refile an invoice, and that's one of the things when I walk into a, when I walk into a, a, a prospective opportunities office, my eyes start looking for you know. Filing cabinets or 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 storage boxes that they're moving things. Up. We've, we've had we've had customers uh, in the uh, in the services business that actually was able to justify the investment for our entire solution and deployment by mitigating federal express uh, courier bills. Check check this out, Brian. This is a crazy story. So this is a small. Uh, southeastern uh company that was doing uh oil and gas you know one of those things you bring your car in in 15 minutes you're in and out Mm -hmm. and so they blew up they went from like 30 stores to 150 stores and every day those those uh stores were dropping invoices into an overnight a courier and it was cost seven bucks ten bucks whatever the whatever the fee was and well that doesn't sound like a lot of money for one day but one store does that five days a week four weeks out of the month, 52 weeks a year, times 135 stores at $8 or $12 a shot. That's an ex- They were able to eliminate that because they could now ingest all that content electronically, put it all in one place. There was no more missed dates, no more missed deadlines. And it allowed them to grow. And this is a really important thing for organizations, right? If you're scaling up and growing fast, oftentimes the back office operations isn't getting the same kind of love in the growth, right? They say, they are doing the so same thing with the same staff, right? Right. All of a sudden, you know, we just made an acquisition or we just opened up a, another part of the world or, or we opened up another division somewhere else. And it's the same, re- if they don't automate that back office and these kinds of processes they are going to drown. They're just going to drown. And so that's, that's some of the, you know, the, the real sort of ROIs that, that we're seeing customers, you know, enjoy.
0: Now, Don. Looking ahead now, what are Altec's plans for 2023, especially in this part of the world?
1: Yeah, we're excited. You know, uh, partnering um, locally with with our with our friends at Beyond and at Oak, and and our partner ExcelWorks locally. Um, we believe that you know, in in our early research, that there's a lot of similarities in the markets that we've experienced here in, in the United States. Right, we have small business taking that first digital journey looking to automate these, uh, these business processes so they can grow and become more efficient. And so we've, uh, we've had some really early, uh, you know interesting conversations with prospective customers. We're seeing a lot of similarities in those particular markets. So we believe that there's gonna be some excellent partnering opportunities with a lot of the ERP vendors in the marketplace. Uh, we've already had some early discussions with them. And so we're excited about where this is gonna take us in this part of the world.
0: John, it's been a fascinating conversation. Thanks for coming on the show today. But before you leave, any final thoughts you'd like to leave the audience with in terms of key takeaways?
1: Yeah, you know, Brian, we, we sort of chatted about this a little bit early. I mean, <clears throat> for a lot of companies, it's that first step in this in this digital journey. Um, I think that you know, it, it, when you look at it in its totality, it, it may seem a little bit overwhelming for SMEs in particular. Um, but I think if they look at this as a, as a journey and not a, just a destination, that if they can com- break this, this up and do it in chunks, that they're able to, to absorb it and consume it in a way that works for the business. And that's really the strategy that we try to articulate to our customers is don't try to do all this stuff at once. You know, let's pick one process. Let's, let's focus on the AP side of the business and the automate that component. And then let's let, it, let that breathe for a little bit because they do have a business to run. The next thing might be, let's look at how we might be able to help you with your sales order process and automating that process. Maybe the next thing we look is how you manage your contracts and manage the renewal dates and, the, and, and, and those kinds of things. And maybe the next thing we do is look at how you manage your human resources and maybe we can store some of that content there. So there's a whole bunch of things that you can do, but I think the most important things for small businesses recognize, take that first step, it's a journey, not a destination.
0: Now, on that note, thank you very much, Don, for taking your time to be on the show.
1: Thank you, Brian, for having us.
0: I'm Brian Fernandez, and we've been speaking to Don Howren, the President and Chief Operating Officer of Altech Inc., on BizTech's Enterprise Technology Show. This video and podcast will be on our social media platforms as well as our website, www.biztech.asia. It'll also be on our syndication partners, TV stations, radio stations, and websites. Thanks a lot for tuning in.